Thank you for tuning in. You're watching Burnham Podcast on YouTube or maybe on Rumble. You can also find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. So wherever you've found it, know that you can find it other places too. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for watching. If you like what you see, here's how you can help. Head over to patreon.com slash Burnham Project. Thank you very much. So tonight's guest is a guy that I've known for almost 30 years now. Um, he's been a football coach at the high school level, the college level. Uh, he's been in pro ball. He's been out of football. He's been back in football. Right now he's the head coach at Unity Christian School, who just won their state championship here in Georgia three days ago, which will still be a week until you see that. Anyway, state champion football coach David Humphreys. So glad to have him on tonight. That's who we talked to. Welcome to Burnham Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burnham. So you coach in GAPS, which is the Georgia Association of Private and Parochial Schools. That's correct. And you play state championship games on site. How cool would it be if GAPS had a, a one-location championship game like what GHSA's got? Well, I think – I think, first of all, the problem is, is that, you know, Friday night, the people of Floyd County really showed up. Yeah. But I don't know if they would have driven to Atlanta because I had a bunch of folks. I say I did. I had a bunch of buddies that invited people. Yeah. Because of that. Well, I got invited. See, so, and then, and then I would think that same thing with, you know, Albany. Yeah, I mean, you think if you split the difference between us, that's still two and a half hours right. on Friday night. And I think that you would have, you know, obviously parents would show up. Yeah. But would you just get the buddies? Yeah. Well, that, what, kind of what I thought was, I guess there are, there are two eight-man and two 11-man divisions. Yeah, but they're getting ready to change all that. Oh, okay. So we're getting ready to go to nine-man next year, and everything's going to be one. Okay. And so there's so, not going to be eight or 11, just no, nine. And, okay. and, 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 you know, and I've got real mixed emotions about it. Really, I'm kind of sore about it because we're, we're really trying to appease the 11-man people. Yeah. Because there's only seven 11-mans right now. So so there's only actually one uh, level for, for 11-man. Okay. And uh, there's only seven of them, but they've been fluctuating. So people have been dropping and going. Right. And and that's not a good that's not a, that's not a good thing you know you need to stay in your lane and just so everybody gets comfortable and familiar. Yeah. So what they're going to do is now there's no there's no longer a choice. You have to play if you're in gaps. You got to play nine man. Uh, so okay. even if you got the numbers, uh, and there's only a couple of teams that really has and they they can't sustain it. You know. Year in, year out, you know, uh, just like a single A team, you know, single yeah. A team really, sur- I mean, just up and down because you have that one senior class and all of a sudden you're down for a year or two. And, right. Well, it's even worse with them. So. Well, I'm sure. You, I mean, you got 16 guys on your roster yeah, and six you know, of them graduate and you're right. in trouble. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, what was it? My first year, we had five seniors mm. and all of a sudden, boom. And then last year, well, last year we had five. Uh, Last year we had five. This year we only had three. Mm. You know, and so uh, uh, I mean, we I mean, golly, we, we had five oh, ninth graders start. Yeah. Mike Wise. Sure. So you are you an eighth graders out there? I had an eighth grader. Yeah, that, that scored a lot. Of, that, that scored touchdowns, man. Yeah, he's he's a good player, and uh, yeah, it's Brady King. And I couldn't think of his name. 
Yeah, Brady King. His dad is actually uh, the chairperson of the board out there. Uh, but Brady is uh, he's a, he's a I say I say strange in a good way in that being an eighth grader, being talented, and he don't talk. Mm-hmm. He's very analytical. He's just up for anything that you want to do, and he yeah. competes obviously at the at a very high level, and he's right. not intimidated by. It. I mean, he had two touchdowns three weeks ago. We brought him. What do you in have? Three or four Friday night. He, well, no, no. He, I don't think he didn't have any Friday night. Um, he had. Maybe I'm uh, thinking about somebody different. No. Uh, well, okay. So uh, we had the two receiver. One receiver had three. The other receiver had two, and then Evan had two or three uh, rushing, and that was kind of it. But um, Isaiah Giddens, who's a ninth grader, he's, holy he's smokes, one, that he's kid! He's the one that locked down their senior. He receiver. took the deep ball away. Yeah, and I think that uh, we were talking about today. I really, let's go ahead and get this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go, yeah. Pull your mic up like this distance away from your face. Okay, you'll good? be good right there. Right. Okay. So we were just talking off air, and I'll get him to edit that back in, sure. so that that won't be wasted. But we'll be officially okay, whatever. Yeah, podcasting <laughs> now. So we we're talking about. Isaiah Giddens? Yeah, Isaiah, yeah. Yeah, you know, Isaiah's that ninth grader that, uh, you know, what was funny was Coach Green, who I know we'll talk about, is mm-hmm. the defense coordinator. And as we were watching film, he's like, you know, whenever I was thinking about what kids we had that could match up with their number six, he goes, Isaiah was the only one that had the hips to do it. Oh, man. And so, you know, for us to think that we're going to take a ninth grader and stick him out there and tell him to lock down a senior. And, and, that, and that kid – and I went up to him after the game and just, you know, expressed to him what I thought about him because he made a couple of really nice catches. Yeah. Um, but we shut down the deep ball on him. And, and I say we, Isaiah did. And, yeah. uh, and the thing about Isaiah is, is he's that kid that will uh, – he will do exactly what he's coached to do. He and, seems and, like And he it. don't deviate from it. You yeah. know, most kids will kind of de- – he don't deviate. He just does, you know, what you ask him to do. And so that makes it a whole lot of fun uh, because you kind of know what you're going to get with him. And um, so I think our team too, when they when we saw that they weren't going to get quick strikes on us over the top, I think probably after the second one, because I think the third one he broke up, he nearly intercepted. He yeah. was out of bounds. He slapped it with both hands. Yeah, made I think a great our, play. I think our I think our guys, you know, subconsciously kind of clicked in and thought, okay, I don't have to be, we don't have to be perfect every play because we we've got guys over the top. Right. Well, there was a moment there where you could see where the game was competitive. They scored first, you oh, know, absolutely. up front. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a moment where you could see the light come on for your guys. Yeah. You know, we, we can beat these guys. Yeah, sure. And, and, you know, and if you would have talked to me last week, if we had talked last week, I mean, I was very cautious because I knew they were older than us. Right. And, you know, I, I mentioned that I felt like I, I've been coaching lab puppies for, you know, <laughs> eight weeks. They're, yeah. they're fine one moment, you haul a squirrel, and you lose them for three plays. Right, right. right. Uh, but I will say this, Danny, that over the last three games, we started seeing, especially our defense, starting to become very structured. Yeah. It wasn't lone rangers running all over the place. We were structured. And so Friday night, I mean, if, if I had the film, I could show you where – when they were running ISOs on us, you know, our linebackers are taking off the right shoulder, spilling it to the unblocked guy. Yeah. They were doing just the opposite. Uh, their linebackers were running into each other. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I know we got really excited. We didn't see it during the game, but once we started watching film, I thought, ah, these guys are seeing what we've talked about for the whole last really three weeks. Right. And uh, our Mike linebacker was the difference in the game Friday night. Um, uh, William Wilson, he's another ninth grader. 
And so wow. his problem has been that he's played flat-footed all year. So mm. he's not trusting his eyes. So he has to wait to see before he takes off. Well, they ran a stretch play on us. I think it was like the second play of the game. Maybe the first play of the game, actually. And he hesitates, breaks, makes like a, a tackle for a six-yard game. Yeah. Nearly breaks the edge. And then it clicked on for him, and he realized, okay, when I, whenever he opens up, i got to be gone. Yeah. And, and after that, all those six-yard gains turned into two-yard gains. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was, and he was, he was uh, single tackling – uh, their running back, well, number six, once again. And yeah. so uh, that was really big. And we had a sense that that was kind of happening. But, you know, in, a, in the middle of a game, you know, you, you just know that you got guys making plays. Yeah. Uh, but you're you're not seeing – or at least we're not seeing exactly that they're using the exact technique. Uh, and so that was – Huge. We knew what our two linemen were going to do. We got the best two linemen in the state. Right. You Those know, guys were good. Uh, Elliot Whiteside and, and, and uh, Davis Blankenship. I mean, there's – but only two, though, right? Right. And, and so, and what I mean by that, they're only two out of the eight. And so, other guys have got to step up, you know. And then uh, to think that we had, you know, our whole linebacker court, every linebacker we have is ninth graders except for one. Wow. And that kid actually played more of a defensive end position Friday night. It's Ben Rook. Yeah. So Ben had a great game. Oh, he had a great game, and he he played with a very high motor. Uh, mm -hmm. He was the guy that that chased a lot down uh, and kept cutbacks from happening. Right. And you know, kind of an unsung hero. They they were coming at him. He was taking on double blocks and extending extending the edge so until our guys could get there. So uh, yeah, I mean, um, I was just very pleased, uh, more so that we could we could see. Uh, you know, the coaching coming out in the kids because that was the only chance that we had yeah. uh, with those guys. So, yeah, I was I was pumped about that. Well, we saw I, Isaiah was the first kid that I noticed yeah. that did things like it was his mission in life. Sure. You know, yeah. and the ball would go into the air and he just became a hawk and tracked it down, right. found the receiver's hands, did all the stuff he's supposed to do. And I thought that kid's got fantastic instincts. Yeah. Right. And then he, and he, of course, he does. But to see him do it over and over and over yeah, again, yeah. that's that's coaching, and he's paying attention to, to yeah, what he's doing. You know, and I think the the one thing that that we preached, and I and I think early in the season, obviously, when I talk about lab puppies, is that you know I'm a no excuse guy. Yeah, so no excuses, and you know I don't believe because they're older than us that they're better than us or anything. I just do your job. Right. And, and I think that he's definitely one that's bought into that. Uh, in that he knows that he's going to be coached hard. Uh, but that, you know, just because he don't do things quite right every single time, it's not that he's going to be blown up. He's just going to be coached hard. Right. And and so he's gotten very comfortable with that, and he listens to your corrections. Like, for instance, one thing we told with him is get your hands on him, you know. You yeah. Know, like a ninth grader, yeah, because if you don't get your hands on him, and even on the outs, you know, the, the, the kid, he probably had four catches on Isaiah, 10-yard outs. But Isaiah, and give them credit, I mean, they, they threw a great ball. Yeah. But to think that a high school player is going to make a throw to the field on a 10 to 14-yard out consistently. Right. Uh, you know, uh, is is a major undertaking. Yeah. And they did. But Isaiah was there to make the tackles when he did it. But we gave him that, and we never gave up the big ball. Right. No, you, you consistently took the big – and it, it seemed like that was game plan for them. They had a good quarterback, and they had the kid that was really fast yeah. and could get downfield. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, it, it seemed like when, once you took that away yeah. and they realized that yeah. that was not going to be there for right. them, they started having to go different directions and they yeah. got uncomfortable, which yeah, is well, what you want. Yeah, well, we got a couple of tail. We had a couple of tails on them, uh, kind of knowing what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're trying to get the ball to their playmaker. Right. Uh, but it was a little too obvious. And so we had a couple of stunts that we were putting in. A guy that, you know, didn't have a whole, you know, a whole lot of tackles in the game. We had a whole lot of quarterback knockdowns. Yeah. Uh, was Cooper Mathis. He was our backside linebacker who was coming on. All night long. And so uh, he was he was making the quarterback have to hurry the throws. And mm-hmm. so those are things. I mean, he's not in the stat book. You don't see him in the stat book come up. But he was a huge part because I knew that the only – I say the only way. The only way that their passing game was going to hurt us is that if he could just had time to sit back there and throw the football. Yeah, and he would have done it too, yeah, man. That's right. That's right. And so uh, because of that – uh, and, and what we were doing with him and Jordan Wilkerson coming off these two stunts, uh, you know, we really uh, limited the amount of time that he had to, to make his decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So let's backtrack just a little bit. Um, we were talking a little before about 11-man ball and 8-man ball. Sure. We got into 9-man a yeah. little bit. Um, what are – I'm trying to pick up some of the nuances of 8-man sure. ball yeah. while I'm watching. It's yeah. not the same game. That we played with the Rome Renegades. No, no, it's not. Matter yeah. of fact, this is a lot better. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in in this game, you have to have five men on the line of scrimmage. Okay. Okay. So with that being said, though, that means that you've, for the most part, you've got four eligible receivers. Okay. okay. So four of your eight are eligible receivers. Is this including one of your down guys? Well, you can. It been, yeah. Same rule, cover, covered man. If you're covered, you're ineligible. But okay. It, like we threw a pass to our guard right. Friday night. We were in an unbalanced formation, so he was uncovered. So he's considered the amount of line scrimmage. Okay. We we motioned across to to mess with the linebacker's eyes, and he right. slipped up underneath him. You know. Yeah. And it was a big. Uh, that was a big play. That was a. Uh, uh, Kyler uh, Williams and uh, need to come back and talk about him because he's one yep. who got hurt early in the season and got to come back. But but anyhow, so uh, you know, with arena football or indoor ball, we had very strict rules on this. We can move, put our defensive front where we want to. Uh, the big problem that you have in this game, and, and kind of a rule of thumb, is that in order to stop the run, you've got to put one more in the box than we can block. Right. But the problem with that is that when you do that, then you have to play man coverage on the outside. Right. Okay? So if you want to go to a zone coverage, then you have to take one out of the box, which means, like we did three weeks ago, we're going to run for 400 yards. Right. You give up So that's what we're looking for. Are they in man coverage or in the end zone? Are you going to get beat by the deep ball or are we going to run the ball? Now, the other part of that is this. In our offensive scheme, our base – our running back is a quarterback. Yeah. Our running – or who we call the running back is really a fullback. Right. He's blocking, leading on ISOs. So teams that have a quarterback that runs the ball gets up a man on you. But teams that run the running back go down a man. Oh, I got so you. So those are some of the nuance that I had to learn. Uh, you know, uh, when you spread your guys out, you only got three. Well, they got four. They can always send four. Yeah. And so it took me a year and a half. I, we've got hot reads. The quarterbacks got hot reads. If they give you a four man, we throw instantly yeah. to a single receiver. You know, uh, and uh, you know, and if if you 
recall from the game, you know, I'm pretty notorious for putting trips on one side, and we got Jay Davis sitting on the backside. And and uh, if teams are going to play us in that man coverage, the thing about Jay is Jay don't have tremendous speed, but nobody can out jump him. Oh, he could go up and get it. He can go, and he's had some interceptions this year. I think he's had five. Wow. He he he's had some circus catches on interceptions. Yeah. So. Our deal, you know, talking to Evan Whiteside, who, who's a quarterback, he puts the ball up to him, and as long as as long as he's got enough on it, yeah. Jay will go get it. And you know, his first big one, that whatever it was, ninety-one yards or whatever, you know, that was. Uh, I thought it. I thought it bounced off the defender. It didn't, but the defender got a hand on it. Yeah, but he's got such great hand-eye coordination that he stuck with it. And and he competed for a lot of those oh, balls. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the other funny thing about him is that he's from the Bahamas. Oh, okay. He's never played the game of football. <laughs> and the first two touchdown passes he called. He 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 walked to me on the sideline and said, "I got him, coach." And uh, so I'm like, you oh. got to love that so, in a player, man. Yeah, and I mean that's a kid who really don't understand what "I got him" means. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, other than you know, uh, and early in the year he didn't understand that. Yeah. Later in the year, obviously. And uh, matter of fact, after the first one, I told him, I said, "Look, as long as you as long as you keep producing, when you make the call, I'll, I'll make the call." Yeah. And so that's kind of always been our deal, you know. And uh, so that that's kind of the essence of eight man, you know. Uh, it's it's man coverage. It's on now. One thing is our field's only forty yards wide, right? So it's the bottom of the numbers on the bottom of the numbers. But I will tell you that there's there's more space with eight men on forty yards than there is with eleven on fifty three. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a little bit easier to get to yeah, the edge. Yeah, you know, and, and, and so there is so much space. And I know whenever Coach Green came to us, man, it really was messing with him because, you know, he wanted to stay in zone coverage. I'm like, you, you can't. Yeah, I mean, not we on that do field. it, but you can't stay there. Right. Uh, the other thing that, that where he has made a huge impact is that, you know, when I took over, the one thing I realized is that you have to be able to open field tackle. Yeah. If you can't open field tackle, I mean, you're missed tackle away from a touchdown every time because of the field. So, I really think that's what sets us apart in a lot of ways is that we tackle live every week. Oh wow. I mean, I don't. I'm. You know. I mean, I'm not one that's worried about getting guys hurt. Yes. Yeah. I, I believe that they got. Well, you, gotta there's no way to practice tackling except to tackle. That's right. right? You know, and, you can tackle dummies, but dummies don't move. Yeah. You know, and so, and we do do that, but but we're gonna we're gonna live tackle them. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I think over the last four weeks, our tackling, because we were atrocious early in the season, <laughs> you know, just not knowing. You yeah. Know? Well, let's talk about early in the season. You guys lost the first three. First three. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it, it was really weird, Danny. I, you know, I got to my fifth quarterback. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten a fifth quarterback in Who my career. Who has five career. quarterbacks ever? Uh, you know, and, and we don't even have five quarterbacks. <laughs> right. I, I said, you know, we were playing rock, paper, paper scissors on the sideline. Yeah. But, you know, right before the season started, we lost our quarterback. And I can tell it now, but he had tested co- for COVID back in July, but didn't tell – and he didn't know. Oh, no. He went in for a sinus infection, but they tested him. Well, they did an audit at the hospital just randomly – and it flagged him three days before the first game. Oh, so, no. So, Kyler Williams, mm-hmm. who was playing Mike linebacker and tied in for us, could throw the football. And he was a bigger kid. And, he, you know, being a sophomore, because the next guy that I had was Isaiah Giddens. Yeah. And he was a ninth grader. So, I put Kyler – we put Kyler in uh, first game. And um, 
you know, he, he breaks a couple runs and all this stuff. And uh, we're down on the goal line, and we run an ISO with the quarterback, and he gets tackled and twists. And when he does, he tears his labrum in his hip. Oh. So he, he tears his labrum. So there goes the Mike linebacker. There goes the quarterback. So then we put in Isaiah Giddens. So Isaiah's had all of about 10 snaps all week. <laughs> Well, he gets Go hit in get the game. He, get, he gets hit in the game and gets a concussion. Oh, no. So, I'm looking and going, you know. This is your first game of the season? Your first game of the season. Ugh. So, Isaiah finished the game, but then later on he started exhibiting some, some signs. Right. So, then we lost him for a couple of weeks. You know, and then about that time, Jordan, Jordan Wilkerson uh, had, had dealt with some stuff. Jordan finally came, came out. We had another kid that we were – I mean, really, I was like, I don't know what, what we're going to go to. I've yeah, got, I've got no you idea. run out of bodies yeah, sooner or later, that's the whole deal. regardless got, of who can yeah. throw the ball. <laughs> and so, uh, also, whenever Jordan showed up, then, then you know, we're like, okay, all right, because Jordan can throw the football. Yeah. And um, about the, then we got Evan back. And so, then we go down to uh, Central Christian, the team that we beat second round. Mm-hmm. We're up 22 to nothing, and we lose five players in a series and a half. We lose both corners. We lose Dreo and Jay, who are both our receivers. Right. I was going to say, you lose two we guys, lose you lose Mike, four. We lose the Mike linebacker. Oh, Willie, no. he gets a concussion in the game. So, And we had, uh, we had uh, three out. So we're down, we're down eight starters, and they're all sitting on the sideline. We've only got oh. ten kids left. And they came back and beat us. Wow. Uh, I mean, I had a tight end playing corner. Wilkerson was playing corner. I mean, we, right, you're you know, just trying to fill spots. And so we're just like, you know, everybody was frustrated, you know, just because of we, we didn't feel like, you know, we had our bullets in our gun and, and it was frustrating. I mean, practices were really tough because we just didn't know who we were going to have on the field. And so, right. anyhow, but I can say this that. The kids hung in there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then Evan come back, and when Evan came – I mean, Evan came back in that central game, but he was – I mean, he had to play Mike linebacker. Right. And uh, and he, 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 he tweaked a little bit of a knee during yeah. the game. And so, we're just like, okay, man, we just got to get some folks back. And then, you know, a couple of – then we had us an open week, and that, that was big. Oh, open week always helps when you're and, beat up. Uh, we had the open week, and so we got a couple of the guys back, and uh, – then we started rolling pretty good. Uh, I say we started being adequate, right? Uh, and rolled off four, and then we got then Holy Spirit beat us up pretty bad. And but I think the Holy Spirit game was one that woke us up because we had I think at one time we had five ninth graders starting, and they had a, they had a running back that's two thirty. Wow! And so you know we our Mike linebackers one thirty two, the other one's one thirty eight. <laughs> You know, Jeremy's and like, he wanted hey, to look, get in there and fit look, that, that run. Guy, that guy's uh, 220. He's 220. He said, but that thigh's only 40 pounds. Go tackle a 40 pounds. Oh, thigh. man. There you go. So, but I think that it woke him up and because we got beat up pretty bad. Yeah. And, and, and that was the thing I was concerned about last Friday was that if a brush fire starts, can we put it out? Yeah. You know, with ninth, I mean, uh, and, and, and I remember walking out there, you know, before the game and I w- walked up to Coach Green and I said, look, man, whatever you do, Enjoy the heck out of this game. I don't care what happens. You oh, gotta, man. You got to love what's happening tonight. Yeah. Because in my mind, you know, I mean, I knew we could beat them. I, I didn't. But the reality is you still have to go beat them. Yeah. 
you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and I knew that we had some young some young guys who were starting to flex their muscles a little bit, but mm-hmm. I just didn't know if it was enough. And man, was it! It was more than enough. Oh, you guys boiled over, man! Yeah, yeah, played yeah. a fantastic I, I game. I was so proud of you. Yeah. 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 So you've mentioned Coach Green a couple of times. He's been a head coach before. Yeah. Was it like adding him to your staff? Well, you know, Coach Green has gone went through some health problems. Right. And so, so I also work. I'm the coaches minister for FCA here okay. in Roman Floyd County. And so my job is I go around and hang out with coaches. Yeah. yeah, it's a dream job, you know. And I say I'm the big distractor because I show up. I talk about <laughs> anything other than football. Right, right, right. And I just want to be their buddies, man. That's yep. it. And uh, and so Coach and I did not know each other real well because at that time our Murchie uh, was not a school. I was spread too thin. Yeah. And so, uh, actually, my boss at the time, Ken Howard, was a little bit more in charge. Of that. Ken is your boss. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. And so, <laughs> but anyhow, so he and I, and so yeah. got to know each other a little bit. And so after the season, whenever he decided to step down, I called him for a mental health check. I mm-hmm. said, "Hey, man, let's go have let's go have lunch. Yeah. Let me buy you lunch, Chick Fil A, and just talk." And like I said, I didn't know his story. I just knew that he'd gone through the ringer. Right. So as we're sitting there talking and just. This and he 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 messed up and he said, "Well, I think what I'm going to do, Coach, is once I kind of catch my breath, is I may go over into Alabama and just go kind of help some guys that I know over there." And I said, well, "Won't you come and coach with me?" Because mm-hmm. I lost my defense coordinator. Yeah. Uh, I said, well, "Won't you come and coach with me and let me do the heavy lifting? You just come have fun, and love the kids, right? And let me do everything else." And uh, he's like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and uh, and I said, we'll, we'll figure everything else out. And, uh, man, what a, what a great move that was. Yeah, yeah. It, what was funny was is that he calls me. So we're getting ready for spring practice, right? And, uh, you know, spring, you're always trying to figure out what players you got. And he's like, look, man, Coach, we got to do something. I got to do something to build a little bit of rapport with these kids before I start chewing them out. So I said, <laughs> yeah. all right. So we went down to the axe throwing, and then we took the whole team down there mm. to let him have – a night just hanging out. You just hang out with the guys. Hang out with the guys, yeah. and that's where he got to know them was at Axelman. So, that's cool. So, yeah, so he has been a huge uh, – and, and he had – he and I knew this, and I told him this. He had to do the same thing that I had to do in learning the game because, like I said, there's some nuances there that bit me my first year. Yeah. Uh, because on the board and how it translates on the field are two different things. Of course, yeah. And, and he was he – was, had the same struggles and I knew that I had to let him kind of live through it a little bit, but I kept pushing him and prodding him and going, okay, I kind of know here, you know, yeah, but, yeah. but, uh, matter of fact, that happened to us for, uh, Wednesday before the, uh, the Sherwood game, he came up to me, he goes, all right, it just happened. I just got bit by the eight man game <laughs> and we had to, we had to change a scheme that we were doing defensively. It just wouldn't work in eight man. Well, yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. what we were doing was the, they run the power. They're a big power team. So yeah. They they kick out, they pull a backside guard, and so we were. He was wanting a wrong shoulder, which means that that your defensive lineman's going underneath and bouncing it to the outside. Right. The problem is we ain't got outside line. There's no outside. So we were bouncing <laughs> it to to grass. Yeah. And he just came walk up, had his head down. He goes, "Okay, eight man just bit me." He goes, "We got to box it. We got to bring it back inside." I yeah. Said, yeah, I knew it. I was just waiting for you to see it. So, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, so it's been a it's it's been awesome. Uh, you know, uh, having him on, on staff and, and uh, obviously with all of his knowledge, because yeah. he is a student of the game. He's been sending me messages for three, four days now, you yeah. know, 
Look at this kid. Look at this kid. Look. At this I mean, kid. you know, it, it, That's as exciting, a you know? ball coach, you never really turn it off, right? No, no, you know, yeah. and and I, I will say this, you know, I mean, I've been coaching now. I think this was year thirty-seven. I think you think. I think, I, I think it is. <laughs> and I've been in four championship games in thirty-seven. Because you, you never know. I mean, there's guys that that go their whole career, you know, uh, and never play. In that game, yeah. whatever that game is, yeah. you know, because football to me is very relative. Right. You know, and and I, I remember uh, my early years in coaching, especially when I was at Rome. Yeah. And, and we had some of those magical years, especially that first year, you know. And, yeah. And I remember sitting on the field when we gotten beat by Statesboro. And I think, man, Lord, just I'd love to experience this one more time. Mm. You know, because and, – and, and I think the weird thing about – um, you know, playing in a championship game, winning a championship, is that it becomes very anticlimactic once you finish the game. It was a journey getting there. Yeah. That and that's what the kids yesterday. I was I went up to school and I was doing some laundry and they were basketball and and that's what they were talking. Just kind of being a little bit lost uh, yeah. because you're waiting for the next thing. Yeah. The next thing. Well, and you have that every Monday right, during the right, season. And then right. after that, it's, it's weird. Just over. It's weird. You're like, oh, you want, yeah, yeah, we did. And it was exciting in that moment. Uh, but then um, you start thinking about those little crazy things that happened throughout the course of the year that really was a part that really molded your team. Yeah. Not the win or the, it was the play, this weird play that happened. Well, a play that happened or something happened on a Tuesday so, where right, a light right. bulb came the on. A light bulb came on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you've been – you said you've been in the big game four times. Four Is this times, the yeah. first one you've won? First one, yeah. I, was, I, was yeah, saying, uh, yeah. I couldn't remember. I knew you would have been an assistant then, but I don't know if you were at LaGrange when they won it. No, no. So I yeah. came in – I came in actually the year after they won the national championship. <sighs> okay. And uh, – but then, you know, I was two with the Renegades, so we had two national titles there. Right. Uh, and, you know, and then uh, last year – now I've been in, you know, a lot of quarterfinals, yeah, and a lot of semis, yeah, not a lot, a couple semis, yeah. Uh, but um, you know, to get to that point and to sit there and go, you know, uh, it's been a it's been a huge blessing, you know. Yeah. And I will tell you that you know losing the game, you know, we 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 talked to the kids like you know all all year about twelve seconds because we got beat with twelve seconds ago last year. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I, and I don't mean and when I say, when I told the kids twelve seconds, it wasn't that we let down for twelve seconds. Right. It was just that's what happened. Yeah. You know because we played our tails off, but I just didn't want us to have that feeling again. Oh. But I remember walking off the field not feeling. I mean, obviously you're disappointed for a moment, and then you start thinking about those seniors and the last time you're going to get to coach them. Yeah. In that realm and. And all that, and those seniors coming back and hanging out with me during football games this year, very special. That's a couple cool. Of the, couple of them being on the field Friday night with us. Uh, one of them walked up to me. Uh, Price Dyer walked up to me. and goes, "Man, if it w- if you wouldn't have been involved, we'd have played one that last year. You know, just give me a hard time. You know." <laughs> and uh, but I mean, he's he's like you know he, he's like a second son to me. You know, yeah. and. and um, it means a lot, you know, and then Bailey Moeller, who's at Reinhardt, you know, yeah. he, he was there as well. Uh, just so you, you, that you, I, I go real quick to those guys and, and there's no sadness other yeah. than I don't get to coach them again. Right. Yeah. Well, you, you look at a group of kids at the end of the season, whether you are 0 and 10 or you're just yeah. state champs, you look at this group, 
and you realize at one point that's the last time all these guys are going to be together that's ever. Right, you ever. Know, and, that's right. That's right. That's right. And then they move on and do hopefully, you know, great things in that's their right. life. That's right. That's your hope yeah. as a coach. And that's some of your proudest moments whenever, yeah. you, whenever you get the text about – success in yeah. life, yeah. kids, marriage, whatever it may be. So. Yeah, man, I had a guy in here last night that I, I coached back in, you know, 2008, and uh, we lost a game with the last second, and he put it on himself. Uh, this is what I did, and I blew the game. And I got to tell him, I was like, hey, man, we were in cover three. They threw the ball to the pylon, and you were the safety. It wasn't your fault. Yeah, you right, know, and right, he was right. like – he had this light bulb moment right in here last night. He was like, oh, thanks, coach. You know, I hadn't been coaching <laughs> in 10 years. But, yeah, it never ends, and you bump into these guys later, sure, and yeah, they're successful, right. and that's what it's really all about, right? Yeah, it's, it really is, yeah. The, yeah. I tell you the hard part is when they start – when you, you know their face, you know their walk, and for me, trying to pull a name. Yeah, I, yeah. I always have had too many concussions, man. I can't well, when I was 28 and I was coaching football and had been coaching for two or three years, I was proud that I could remember all the 139 guys oh, that I'd uh, coach, you know, yeah. and I look back now and I go, what was that kid's name that yeah, did that yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. one time, you know? But, you know, what's funny about me is I've never been a name guy. What I mean by that is, a name I've been a nickname guy, yeah, and or a number guy. Like a lot of coaches I've coached with knows every number. Yeah, I, I'm like, Pfft. but what I am is your walk. Mm. So seeing you walk away from me, I can pretty much tell every player by their walk. Ah, that's I cool. I don't know why, but that's yeah, that's yeah. what I. That's the one thing that that I can just your thing. I can recall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. We're talking right now tonight in 2023, and you were the coach at Unity Christian School, which sure. is a tiny, I guess, K-12 through private school yeah, in Rome, sure. Georgia. Um, man, you've been everywhere. How did you get here? Whew. Well, right, We're going you know, way back, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, okay. So, so I, you know, I was at Rome, mm-hmm. and then whenever I left Rome, uh, I went to the Renegades. Okay, yeah. and and uh, just the jump from high school to pro yeah, ball, to pro ball, you know, yeah. and uh, had great opportunities there. Phenomenal, got to live uh, differently. Uh, yeah, the game was different. And then I went from the Renegades to the Georgia Force, which is owned by the Falcons. Yeah, and we were over at Flowery Branch, and so I was, I was starting to <clears throat> find maybe a path to get to some bigger football, right? Yeah, uh, but there was a cost to that, and the cost was family. Mm. And I never made apologies for that. Still don't to this day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my oldest daughter, my uh, first year at Rome, she was a senior. Uh, but when we moved back to Rome, we let her stay with her grandparents. And she graduated from Ridgeland High School. So, you oh, know, okay. we won our first region championship up there at Ridgeland yeah. on, on senior night. Oh, wow. But I wasn't in the hallway with her. Yeah. Okay. Well, so then my middle daughter, uh, she was in elementary and all that stuff. So th- that's fine. So then whenever I left the Georgia force and it was kind of, it was a contract issue and just, you know, I saw the underbelly of the business yeah, uh, and I yeah. got, I, I get it. I mean, we sign up for that, but you still, you know, you're just frustrated. And so I'm like, okay, all right. So, so I started interviewing, uh, around and I'm originally from Arkansas so there was a big school out there that they were just opened up, and I I was actually pheasant hunting out in Kansas, get a phone call, and <laughs> I go talk to them, and I come back here, and I'm interviewing all over Atlanta, and I'm like, I just don't want any of these jobs. I mean, I don't want to go to any, I, I you know, I, I don't want to go to inner city Atlanta or wherever. And then I finally get, uh, well, while I was in Kansas, I get a call from Trine. Mm-hmm. And so I made the decision, I told myself that I was going to be, 
in the same high school as my daughter. There you go. And so we lived in Rome, and I told him, I said, you know, that was 2007, eight. housing market was horrible. Right. So I ain't moving because I ain't taking a bath in my house. Yeah. And um, so we drove every day. So her and I got to ride for four years. She oh, that's cool. Every, she was a trainer on my team, and yeah. and uh, it was a great time. Uh, and I remember people telling me, ah, oh, you know, you're, you're making a, a career killer. It's a career killer. And I'm like, nah. It's really? family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, I mean, just, you know, we, we, we'd had such success at, at Rome, and we'd had so much success with the Renegades and, yeah. and went on to the Georgia Force. I mean, just really. And everybody's like, you know, you're selling yourself short. And I'm like, no, man. I mm-hmm. mean, that's exactly. No. I mean, I tell folks, until you've been the special teams coordinator on arena football team, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, our first game we played, we played in Arizona. We scored every single possession, mm-hmm. never had a third down. Yeah. And had to recover an onside kick to win 83-82. Ooh, that's arena football, man. That was arena football. Yeah. And I mean, and so, you know, that's 160 points. Right. A lot of kickoffs. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm in charge of that. So, anyhow. Uh, <laughs> so, I was ready to, 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 to dial it back just a hair. Yeah. So, I went there. Uh, and then, uh, I don't know. You know, things were good for a couple of years, and then, you know, we were just talking about single-A ball and how, you know, we had we had this one team that was really good, and uh, we had, like, uh, I think it was 11 bodies, but it was 19 starters that we lost off. Wow. And we knew, and, and there was, you know, really not a whole lot coming behind yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, and so I was starting to get into ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was running a, a men's group uh, from Calvary Baptist, and, I knew the Lord was working on me a little bit, uh, but I, I didn't, wasn't for sure exactly exactly what that meant. Okay, so uh, I remember you know saying, "Look, I, I went over and I was a um, a consultant at Gordon Central, uh, and um, we were really good that year. Yeah, uh, and I I was just there kind of as a defensive analyst and helped out, but I saw that the kids, man, there was some huge struggles." within families and stuff. Yeah. And whenever the the head coach left, uh, Coach Fisher left, I remember just sitting there going, you know, Lord, if, if I can have that job, it'll be a ministry. Yeah. I, I don't care being a public school system. Every day that I'm going to preach to them, and that's what I did. Right. And so we went over there, and, uh, you know, we, huge struggle, but, you know, hopefully we made impact with, with people's lives. Uh, and... Uh, and I left there. When I left there, I actually told the principal, I said, look, I can take the beatings. That's not the problem. Right, yeah. But I think the, I think the kids need to hear a different voice, you know. Um, and uh, and it's not defeatism or anything like that. It's just, you know, we're playing some dang good football teams. Yeah. And um, so I got out of it. And when I got out of it, uh, there was a guy that's kind of familiar around here. His name's Chris McDaniel. He was a, the original keyboard player for Confederate Railroad. Yeah, yeah. So he and I hooked up. And we started doing some men's stuff, and I started doing some some uh, submission work and, and prisons, and actually went overseas, just trying to figure out where what was next. Because I was teaching, you know. Then I became ordained uh, uh, as a pastor, yeah. And uh, I'm sitting in church, and I get a text, "Hey, man, I need to talk to you." And it was Russ Dyer. And so the year mm-hmm. before, they they during COVID, they'd call me and ask me if I'd take on the team. I'm like, no, I won't do it. Yeah. It just wasn't the right time. They actually won a state championship with that uh, during COVID. <laughs> uh, and so 
what had happened was is that they'd had some kids leave and a couple of coaches leave, and man, they they were close to uh, folding the tent. To be honest with you. Oh wow. So I show up, and you know it's eight man football. My first practice, we got eight players, and um, I, initially I didn't take on right right away as a head coach, but I said, okay, if we're going to do this, I'm going to do it. We're going to do it my way. And uh, we had a bunch of kids come out and start playing, and and uh, we ended up making it to the uh, to the semis that first year, uh, and end up ended up fourth. Uh, oh, wow. Got beat by Johnson's Ferry, uh, who ended up getting beat by Sherwood right, uh, yeah. for the state championship. And so that was my first year. And I'll be honest with you, Dan, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Um, and, and, and it's football. I mean, right. I, I told him, I said, look, we're not going to play t- touch football. This is not a rec team. <laughs> we're going to hit folks. And, yeah. and that's exactly what we've done. You guys were – they were physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And even against you – know, Sherwood was way bigger than you guys, sure. especially right up front. And you guys, they played behind their pads, yeah. and, and they they played rough physical football. And yeah. I was impressed. I didn't expect that from eight man ball. Yeah, sure, I understand. Well, I, yeah. you know, and that was the thing that I saw when I first clicked on the tape. I'm like, oh, you know, th- we're playing touch football. People are just yeah. running plays. Nobody's hitting anybody. And you know, my calling court. I, I, yeah, I've always believed I'm I'm a kind of an old school coach. Yeah. And people don't like the word, but I'm like. I believe in extreme violence on the football field. <laughs> if you I know, had a nickel for every time I heard you say that That's when right, you were yeah, at Rome, yeah, yeah, you know. You know, and, and, and yeah. I know I had a guy saying, uh, you know, last week, said, well, you know, you're Christian school. I said, well, we're Old Testament Christians. So we're more, <laughs> more, more like Joshua. Right, know? right, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but, you know, in, in, in high school football, and I think this, you know, going all the way back to our Rome days, mm-hmm. if you go back and look at the Rome team, so this is before me with Coach Pickett. Yeah. Because whenever Coach Pickett took over, that's whenever we really got rolling. Yeah. We didn't have a ton of kids going and signing scholarships. Right. I mean, we had great high school football players, yeah. but we did not – we were always an inch short, a step slow. But what they would do is they'd knock your teeth out your head. And the reason yeah. they would is because that's what we did at practice every single day. Yeah. Uh, I tell folks, you know, I, I, there was several times when I would get mad and we would do offense versus defense. And we'd be in helmets only. Uh, yeah, and the coach is like, coach. I'm like, I don't care. You know, we're we're, we're you know we're, we're not yeah, going to get allow you ourselves. fired these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's exactly what we did. Yeah. And but but what I found was this, and this is what I was telling some of the coaches the other night, is when you practice hard, when you when you truly practice hard, and you challenge your players every day at practice. When it happens and somebody goes down, the next guy is prepared. Yeah. Because he's had to face the same challenges. Right. Whenever all you're doing is trying to protect everybody, then the only people who are learning is that group that you're trying to protect. And the others are in a safe place. Right. And, you know, I, I tell folks all the time, I do not want my practice field to be a safe place. You know? And 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 I hope you understand what I mean there. It's yeah, not sure. so much. It's not just physical. It's mental being called out. Holding kids 100% accountable, coaches yeah. as well, 100% accountable, you know, and trying to teach. You know, like one of my big sayings is this, never let one cost you two. Mm. So don't let one play cost you two plays. Yeah. Well, okay, you, that don't come naturally. You have to learn that. Right. You know, people talk about having a short memory. You know, 15-year-old boys, 14-year-old boys don't have short-term no, memory. No, they don't. But I think that – I think they do – over time, I mean, 
I don't know if you know this, but you know our middle school won state championship. Yeah. Well, see, our middle school practices with our varsity every day. Oh wow! Now they're not allowed to hit each other. Yeah. But they go through group together. Uh, our varsity guys will hold dummies for them. So what does that do? Those little youngins have to sit out there and listen to us coach with big voices. Yeah. And they get over a lot of that anxiety that these kids have when they sit back and hear these guys across the way yelling and screaming. Uh, and they realize that what they're doing is really yelling and screaming instruction. They're, they're not berating them, you know, per se. Yeah. And so I've just, we started doing that last year and I just felt like it's paid huge dividends because when our middle school steps out there, the people that are facing them are not who they face on during the week. Right. So that's, that's kind of been the deal. And, uh, you know, uh, I just want them, you know, I, I want the guys to feel the feeling of when you beat somebody that you've truly beat them. You've not just snuck by them. Right. You know, and, and so that was the thing that I was so excited about Friday night because, you know, uh, last year, you know, the game was a great game. is back and forth, back and forth. This year was a little different. I mean, we didn't get any film on these guys. Really? They wouldn't exchange film with us. Oh. And, uh, you know, we had to kind of try to find, but we didn't We didn't have the, the film from the week before, you know, which, you know, that's that's a no-no. Right. You know, and, and I'm like, you know, I don't get mad. I keep receipts. I'll, I'll remember uh. that. But, <laughs> but, you know, but, but I, you know, I'm just sitting there thinking, you know, uh, and, we, and we didn't make an issue out of it. I didn't even tell the guys until – and really, I think it, until halftime. Wow. And, and I told him, I said, look, those guys didn't come here to play two quarters. Yeah. They came here to play four quarters. Yeah. And uh, so we need to make sure that these next two quarters are nothing more than a nightmare. I mean, that's what we told them. And uh, and we do that through putting those shuts on top of people. So Man. That, <laughs> yeah, you, you got – you scored, I guess, right before halftime and, and got a, an okay – like a lead. You yeah, could... yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, you know, they went up eight, six on us. and. Mm-hmm. I think we exchanged punts, and and then uh, then we hit them. That was the end of the first quarter. Yeah, six. And then what did we score? Twenty four in the eight. And, and I think we yeah. scored three. And but we hit the big one to Jay. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, if you remember, Isaiah got the interception. Yeah. And that's when we ran the guard pass, and that put us up. And then uh, we stopped. I want to say we stopped them. Yeah, there was a stop. In there, there was a stop, and then Evan had the big. He had about a thirty yard run. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and then and then. I tell you the play. I don't want to say the play of the game, but one of the big plays of the game was the last play of the halftime when Dreo they ran the slant on us, and Dreo picture perfect. He got long, came around the backside, came along, yeah, and batted it down, yeah. And uh, we actually have two. Uh, we had an end zone co- camera and a sideline camera, and watching it from the end zone, man. I mean, it, it, it was a great play. It was, it was a great play. I mean, I know they were screaming it, passing and passing interference. He didn't touch. No, he it was fantastic. Great job. Yeah, but that was big because if they'd have scored there, I mean, we were coming, and we plus I knew we were getting the ball coming out at halftime. Right. So, uh, so yeah, you know, at that point in time, I'm kind of in clock management to some degree. You yeah. Know, and uh, I know quarterbacks want to throw it over to snap. I'm like, no, we're going to win ball game. Well, that's what I, I saw a thing, and it brought back all kinds of memories. And I won't do it because we're on video, and I don't want any of your opponents to see it, but. You do a little hand thing when you just want to run that. That play worked. Like, let's do it again. Yeah, and it's yeah, real yeah. subtle. Yeah, sure. You know, and I yeah. saw your guys on the field doing it to you. They were like, hey, coach, that worked. Let's do it again. <laughs> and you gave it back to them, and they did it, and you were yeah. biting it off in chunks. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, you know, it, it's uh, 
I mean, that, that's kind of our calling card. And, I, and, and that's what, you know, I want people to, you know, to see because I think that we all have our opinions about mm-hmm. eight man. And I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. And, but you know, I've had several of the coaches from around get to come see some games. They're like, man, you got some kids. That, it's I, still yeah. football. So we got kids that can play. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and, and uh, here's the crazy thing. These games can be monster long. We had a couple of games that went over 180 plays, Holy 180. I, I had an official walk up to me the second quarter of a game a couple of weeks ago went an hour and a 15 minutes, just one Just quarter. the one quarter. And he goes, <laughs> how long are these games? I'm like, man, they could be forever. He goes, I don't know if I'll ever coach. I mean, do another one. Oh, days. man. And so, you know, like a Ben Rook. Ben yeah. Rook is playing out of 180. He played 150-something snaps. Yeah. Yeah, that's unheard of. Out right? there on both yeah. sides, yeah. covering kickoffs, yeah. you know, yeah. the whole nine yards. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I found that amazing, too. You know, you guys – I feel like they had probably twice as many players as you guys had, too. But you get you get eight guys. Yeah. Which translates into, you know, 16 spots. Sure. And you might have 14 guys on the roster. So, like, everybody's got to be ready. Right, You know, sure. you talked about some of that, too. But Well, I think that's – and that's, that's one of the really – neat things about this game is that you have to cross train people. Yeah. Um, and you know, you have a guy who's playing, you know, you have a guy who's playing offensive defensive tackle. And then, then we've also got him where he can play a tight end position. Yeah. And you got a, you know, our quarterback can play corner. He can play Mike <laughs> linebacker. Yeah. We don't want him to, but he, you know, right, right. We'd rather not. And then, you know, we have receivers that are inside and outside receivers. And then they're also corners. And, mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, that makes it a whole lot of fun because yeah. you're moving chess pieces in the course of a game. I mean, I tell you what, panic breaks out when you have a hel- helmet malfunction. You're like, I, no, I, yeah, right. I got nobody. <laughs> There's no more people. Special teams is a nightmare. Yeah, you know? oh, so, I'm sure. Yeah, getting the right guys in and out yeah, yeah. and having yeah. somebody that can hold a PAT <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, you're limited and, you know, just based on sheer numbers. But, sure. Uh, It'll be fun next year going to nine man ball, right? And well, sorting yeah, that out. Know, and... I, yeah, well, the, the, that that will be fun of sorting it out. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm always up for that. And, so, who uh, do you get back in nine man? Uh, I, I, I tell, you, I, I know what the, I wish they would do, but they're not. They're going to end up putting another skill guy out there. What they need nah. to do is they, what they need. What I believe they ought to do is make you have, to have six on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. If you if you brought six on the line of scrimmage, then the defense would get a player back. Right. Because right now, like I said, defense is playing man coverage. And, of course, that's a nightmare for a defense coordinator. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, you're living by it. Right. And so – but if you if you went to six men on the line, then you would get a linebacker in the box. Yeah. And so now you, you would get your numbers – they would be even, okay? And so if you want to play a guy over the top, you want to play some zone. I mean, we'll, we play zone. Yeah. We play yeah, zone. You, you can see but, some but zone out there. you have to – you know, uh, in several cases that we do, it's actually a personnel grouping, so we have to bring in a personnel group. Oh wow! Uh, to change it up a little bit because, you know, when we do that, we try to get a little more speed at the defensive line position. And uh, but, you know, I, I think what we'll end up getting is we'll get we'll get a skill guy back, and uh, I know what people are going to want to do like us. You know, we got trips and split, and people go, I'll put a running back. I'm like, no, we'll put another receiver out. There. Yeah, yeah. Because we're going to make you have to cover them if you can spread that out. Because our quarterback yeah. can run. You know, right. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I we were talking about it actually today on the phone, and, and I'm like, well, you know, I got to have a couple more weeks before I start trying to think about that. Right. Um, yeah. 
I sprung that on you. I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. I just mean, won a state championship, yeah, and I'm talking no, about next I mean, year. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Every time I pick up the – yeah, I look at a play that we've got, you know, one of our good plays, and I'm like, okay, so what, what? what's added when I add another player to it? Yeah. You know, so. Well, that's the tough part, right, is you – I mean, you may lose something that you felt like you were good at because you got to put yeah. another guy on the field. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And what, and I, I will say that that was one of my major concerns. Yeah. Because it's taken me this long to kind of get real comfortable with, you know um, – what I'm seeing, you know, uh, and I will say that that was that was another thing. When I went from eleven man to eight man, the vision was was fine. But when I went when I went from back from eight man to eleven man, I was like a <laughs> blind man for for about a year. I yeah, mean, I spent a lot of time practicing standing off at a, at the sideline trying to get my vision back. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just. Just different, different brand. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're coaching at a little tiny school with eight men on the field at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, there aren't ten thousand people sure. in the bleachers sure. or more. Apart from the pressure you put on yourself, does it feel the same? Oh yeah. Well, the game, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever, whenever you get into the, whenever I get into the game, um, it's all the exact same. Yeah. The same anxieties or whatever you have of the game. Uh, Obviously, I'm dealing with less uh, players, mm-hmm. so less problems. Maybe you know? until you run out of players, right? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, yeah. less parents, yeah. you know, and, and trying to keep all those pieces together. But we're also doing it with less people, too. Right. I'm talking about sports staff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's – the the thing about the game is that you know once we get on the field and that's uh, Jeremy said the same thing, it's it's football uh, yeah because especially the way we coach it because you know he's wanting to shut everybody out we're not wanting to win the game sixty six to sixty five right uh, I remember uh, a couple of weeks ago we beat a team pretty bad and and uh, I had a little eighth grade quarterback that came in and his first completion was a 70, 70 yard pick six oh no and that's what broke the <laughs> The donut. And yeah. so, you know, you know, defense coordinators, they want that donut. Right. He comes stomping down the sideline, uh, and I'm like, look, you know, uh, yeah, uh, tough. <laughs> yeah, it's football. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, but, yeah. I mean, it's uh, – so, yeah, uh, for us, I mean, we, we take great pride in that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you – correct me if I'm wrong on this. You coached – you coached at UTC. Okay, so, so, so I played at Arkansas Tech, okay? Okay. And then I got hurt. I got hurt my junior year, didn't know what well, I didn't know. Yeah. And so then I got medicaled out between my junior mm-hmm. and senior year. So I started doing I was I became a coach at the high school where I played at, student assistant while I was finishing up my degree. When I finished up my degree, the guy that was the head coach knew a guy, like everybody does. Right. And so whenever Coach Akers, Fred Akers, left the University of Texas, he went to Purdue and I went to Purdue as a graduate assistant. Okay. So I, I forgot about off, Purdue. I coached offensive tackles at Purdue for two years. And then I took a job in Orlando at a high school and I was going down there on Thursday to accept the job. And on Tuesday, I get a phone call from the university of Georgia and coach golf, coach golf, coach Dooley had just retired. Mm-hmm. Coach golf came in. I worked with a guy in Pennsylvania at a camp and they knew that I coached offensive tackles. Yeah. And uh, we were going to more of a straight drop back pass, and they wanted somebody to coach offensive tackles. So I came to Georgia for coach. That would have been '89, mm-hmm. and then uh, I left Georgia and went to UT Chattanooga for three years. 
and coached receivers at tight ends there. He coached a famous guy there. Yeah, Terrell Owens. Yeah. Yep, Terrell Owens. And uh, uh, he was a freshman my last year. Mm. And, and then then when we, we left there, I took a job in uh, at, at Northeast Louisiana, okay, which is now – It's NL. Monroe now, right? Yeah, it's Monroe, yeah. yeah. Uh, I took a running back job there. And yeah. uh, the day that we were moving, my wife – uh, we were pregnant with our second daughter. We were moving, and the job fell through. Oh. House was – our apartment was in a Penske truck. We were headed to Monroe. Oh, no. And I was – my head about exploded. So you never made it to Monroe? Never made it to Monroe. Wow. I called to find out where we were supposed to, and it had fallen through, and nobody had called me. Oh. And so then we had to – you know, it was one of those moments, had to move in with the in-laws for 30 days. Yeah. I took a job in Houston, Texas. So I told myself, I'm going to coach in high school. I'm only going to coach in two states, either in Georgia or Texas. That's yeah. it. Yeah, uh, why not, right? That, that, was, was, that was the only two states. Yeah. I loved Arkansas, but I just knew it was my time to be gone. Yeah. So I took a job in Houston, and then they put a hiring freeze on for the state. Nobody from outside the state could come into the state. So I lost that job, and I'm sitting there in May going, what in the world? And then one of the guys that got retained at Chattanooga was recruiting at LaGrange. And they need an offensive line coach. Mm. And so that's how I got to LaGrange. And I was there one year. And then the, the guy that was the head coach at LaGrange, Gary Guthrie, got the job at Rome. Yeah. And so the day that I heard about it, I walked into him because I love Chattanooga. Didn't know anything about Rome. Yeah. Love Chattanooga. I said, look, coach, if you're – I'd love to go with you. And he goes, absolutely. And so that's how I got to Rome. Yeah. And so five of us came up here along with the head coach, and I was there 11 years. Was it holy smokes? Eleven was, years. Now yeah. you were how? How long were you the head coach? Four. The last okay. four. So I, so I know you I, I were became the head coach in two thousand one. Yeah. Two thousand four. Actually, left in February of two thousand five. Okay. Yeah, because that was the time the Renegades were yeah, starting that's up. When the yeah. Renegades started. So and I was thinking you came in. Y'all came in at ninety four. Ninety four. Spring of ninety four. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Would have been my the spring of my freshman year. Yeah. 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 And then we got our brains beat out a bunch that next fall, and then we. Came around. Two, yeah, it took us two years, you yeah. know. Um, and I, I'll never forget we uh, us sitting in meetings going, why did we come here? <laughs> you know, because uh. first of all, the mentality was not what we wanted. Yeah. And um, and I'll never forget, Danny, whenever Coach Pickett – so we'd been there probably, what, maybe four years, five years we were starting to see the team taking on the personality that we wanted. Mm -hmm. And I remember us sitting in the office one day and just going, I ain't never, I'm never going to a new place again. <laughs> None of us had the energy because it took so much yeah. energy. Well, you yeah. guys came in at a rough time though. That was, you came in your first year. There was the third year yeah. in the existence of that school. So we're still ironing out East and West Rome. And oh, maybe I don't block for you because you went to the other, you know, and all that stuff. And we were, those three, four, five years in, we're finding we're we're all Rome now. Right, we're finding sure, that identity. Right, right, right. So you guys inherited a little bit of a mess. Yeah, it was it, it, it was a big mess, and and yeah. you know there were still some faculty issues, all sorts of stuff going yeah. on, you know. And uh, you know they just built the school and stuff, and so finances were tight. Yeah. And uh, but the the thing that we had there was five of us, and we were all in the same boat together. Mm -hmm. And we all had each other's back, and there was no excuses amongst us. Yeah. And as harsh as we were in the halls, that's how harsh we were to each other mm. in our meetings because we were that competitive. Yeah. And uh, but it was all respectful, you know. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. get mad those stuff, you know. But uh, but at the end of the day, it was just that uh, 
we felt like it. And what we saw was we saw a, a glimmer of hope in some ninth graders. Mm. And we thought, man, th- there's five or six of them, Alvin Powell. Yeah, oh, you know, man. There, there's Trey Williams. I mean, there's, yeah. some ga- there's some cats that one day when they grow up, they're going to be hard to deal with, you yeah. know? And so uh, – and that's what we kind of hung our hat on building to that point, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I guess the first year you come in, and it's, that was in my – 10th grade year and Alvin and Trey and all those guys were freshmen. They were way better athletes than any of us. Yeah. And uh, you kind of hung, like you said, you hung your hat on yeah. them and it pays off because my senior year, we're nine and one and yeah. we're in the playoffs. And then sure. they went on to do even, you know, bigger and better things after they got rid of us. No, no, <laughs> but, but you know, it was just, uh, but you know, that's, that's the, that's the, the process that you really have to go mm-hmm. through, you know? And, um, and I and I would say this: it's sad because, uh, first of all, you do have to have you know you got to have some players, right? Uh, but then there has to be a willingness to work, mm. and I don't think you can get it done in two years or three years. I no. think that you know uh, it takes a while, and unfortunately, in today's world, we're just not given a while yeah. to fix it, you know. And uh, but. Yeah, those were those were great learning years. I learned so much uh, in those years about, you know, how to handle defeat. Yeah, how to handle hard work. You know, uh, and we made no excuses. I mean, we were no excuse. I mean, I go back and look at all those coaches that I've coached with that were there, and uh, I mean, it was a great staff. It wasn't a good staff. They they, they yeah. were a great staff. No, you guys had a different thing going. We had. You know, like Danny Wiseman. I don't. There are very few people on earth I love and respect sure. more than Danny Wiseman, yeah. and he was our head coach before you guys got there, and that was great. Uh, Rick Walker was fantastic, sure. and there were some guys that you know coached football, yeah. whatever. Right. You guys came in, and it was a different thing. Yeah. And you could tell that y'all were together. Yeah. You know, not that the other guys weren't, but they were sure. still you know yeah. working out east and west same way we were. You guys didn't care about any of that. No. You came in, and it was we took offense to it. To be honest, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and nobody could blame you, but it, it took everybody to a different level sure you know because it was the the unity and leadership yeah and we yeah, saw that yeah. in you and it, it bled off onto the guys and yeah yeah that's what it's got to be it's got to be yeah, yeah. it's got to be you know and and uh but yeah those are those are those are great times i mean you know i i, I say you know I, I was so fortunate last year uh last year we actually rented baron mm-hmm. and it was my actually my hundredth win oh wow uh there and the guy asked me, and I said, you know, when I walk nearly in every stadium here in, in, around Roman Floyd County, every yard line has a story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you nearly every yard line there's a story where we lost a region championship to a hook and ladder to Murray County uh, by one yard yeah. at my feet. Now, yeah. that was when Pickett was This was the coach. penetration overtime oh, game? Oh, yes, that was horrible. Yeah. I mean, I remember – I mean, I remember whenever I was told – you know, my, I guess it was uh, it was my first year as a coordinator, Matt Holder. Mm-hmm. He had hurt a finger. Uh, first series of the first game, and they walked up to me and said, he's done for the year. Uh, and we didn't have a second quarterback. And uh, he was back a week later. <laughs> but, you know, but, but I, could, I, I could go down through there and I could tell you, you know, yeah. uh, the, the different places where I was standing whenever these moments happened. Yeah. And, uh, it's pretty neat, you know, um, to to do that. I remember they were asking me about at Kusa, and I remember, uh, you know, Kusa 
and I know they're getting ready to get turf, and that's awesome for yeah. them. But they may have one of the best grass fields out there. Always has because, been. Always has been. Well, okay, if you go back to the 90s, the end zone by the scoreboard, went down, the ball would roll out of bounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had and, a fantastic uh, oh, crown on oh, the <laughs> oh. and uh, the grass is always great. Though. I know the people used to always laugh. They say, you know, if you stood on the sideline and looked across, you could only see from the waist up at the other coaches. Yeah, uh, but I mean, what a great field! I, oh, I've yeah. never coached from that side of it. I played my very first football game on that field. Oh, really? For Easter Oma Junior High in nineteen ninety one. That's cool. Yeah, I got mashed on the opening kickoff. It was fantastic. Yeah, man. sure, sure. <laughs> but you know, it, it's just funny how you. Memories flood back, you know, yeah. when you walk around and stepping out and, you know, thinking about having the conversations that you have with players. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, championships won, championships lost. And I don't know. It's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, you again, kind of to bring this back around, you, you won this championship after three other shots at it, mm-hmm. you know, in, in different levels and, you know, high school ball and pro ball and and. Yeah. and you know, we were, I was talking to my brother last night. They won one out at Hutchinson uh, right. Junior College a couple of years ago. And then the same guys, he was off the staff at that point. He moved on. But the same guys went back and lost one the next year. Right. You know, and it, it the head coach, Drew Dallas, was saying, I can't imagine having lost my first time there mm. as opposed to winning the first. So, like, you, you may not ever get another shot. You know, you get you, – That's it's, right. Everybody only ever wants to go to a championship game. That's, That's all right. you ever want. And yeah. you make it and you lose. Yeah. And you got to deal with the fact that I might not ever get another yeah. shot. Yeah. And God's been good to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Tony Dungy, I, I heard him speak. This has been – well, I was at Rome. Yeah. Uh, and he made the comment. It's after they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, the thing that's so crazy about our profession, there's only one man in the world that is the head coach of a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Only one man. Yeah, he's it. And, and he goes, so to think that that's what you have to do and that's your identity, I, I can tell you right now that – I say the pain of a loss, and that's probably not the right – maybe the – I guess for lack of a better word, you know, just the, the the feeling of emptiness from a loss is so much stronger than the, the essence of victory. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know the old saying, you know, you, you can write a, you know, a page from a victory and a, and a book from a loss. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, last year, you know, getting beat um, – you know, and then thinking about it all year, but not really. I didn't feel bad. Now I will say, the the one that we lost with the Renegades. Well, not my first year. My first year, we went on a roll and and uh, shouldn't have been there. We were. Yeah. And, and uh, ran into a team that got after us pretty good. But my second year, uh, that was the year we lost five to the CFL the oh, week before the playoffs. Yeah. We lost the quarterback. Yeah. And. Um, I just felt like we let one really, 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 really slip. Yeah. Hey, even losing Marcus yeah, and, and yeah, all those yeah, guys, right. I thought yeah, we still yeah. could have beat Canton. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, like I said last year, I mean, we were just, you know, uh, I mean, we, we were confident going into the game, but at the end of it, we realized it was two good football teams. Yeah. One had to lose. And unfortunately, well, that's the way that had, game went, right? It was, yeah. you know, almost who was going to have the ball last. Yeah, there. Right, right. We got tackled on 13 going in. Yeah. It just kind of was what it was. But, I mean, you were – to be in it yeah. at the end, you give, all you want sure. is a chance that's at the a, end. Well, right? that's, okay, so it's funny that you say that because that's what I tell the guys every day. I say, yeah. all I've ever wanted is an opportunity to prove I'm somebody instead of a nobody. Yeah. I don't want you to give me nothing else. And as an athlete – that's all you should ever ask for is the opportunity. Yeah. And then you have to stand up on your own right. two feet. And uh, <clears throat> which is so opposite of what the world tells us. 
Yeah. You know, instead of give me, give me, no, just the opportunity. And then let me, you know, uh, prove my worth. And yeah. uh, so that's our calling card. That's from day one. That's all we talk about is, and that's what I tell them, I'm, you know, as we were marching towards this, I'm like, you know, there's few teams once we won the region championship. And I said, you look now, there's only one other team in the, in the state in our in our league that's in the same boat. Right. So that's the opportunity that we have. That's what we always used to tell teams when we were three and six going into the last game. You know, after this week, only one team gets to win their last game. You know, let, let's <laughs> yeah. win our let's win number yeah. ten here and get out of here. But no, nah, but it's uh, we're, we're going to wrap up here in just a minute. But sure. I, I want to run one more thing by you sure. while I had you here. Yeah. Um, we've talked about you as a football coach. We've talked about you working for FCA. You're also a pastor. Yeah. Uh, you also got to be a husband and a dad and all sure. these things. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on how you balance all that? How do you do it? Probably talk to my wife. Yeah. No, I tell you, Dan, this is the deal, okay? And I'm pretty old school when it comes to this. I believe that now – into in my 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 world today that 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 God is number one. Sure. My wife is number two, not my family. Mm. My wife. Okay. All right. Uh, and I tell my coaches this is that I understand that sometimes life happens. Yeah. But don't use your family as an excuse not to be accountable to the other people that you hold accountable. Right. And that's kind of harsh, okay? Um, but that's just the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. If, if I sign up for this and I sign up to be a football coach, what I'm doing is I'm committing to whatever the number is of players that I'm going to be there and I'm going to get them ready. And then if I'm very quick to run and leave practice because my daughter has a piano recital or because she has a birthday party, I'm sorry, then I can't hold my players accountable mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Okay? And, you know, being a former coach, that when you have players missing, there's a hole in your practice schedule. Now, we understand that life happens, and there's tragedies, and there's things that occur. Right. But don't go looking for them Mm. for a reason not to do your job. Yeah. And I know that comes off kind of harsh to people, but I I just believe in being – if I'm going to hold you accountable – then I got to hold myself accountable. You have I mean, to be accountable, I'll give you right? One, I mean, like, so I had a I had a situation this year, uh, not feeling good. Went in, went in, and had some blood work, and and uh, had 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 a heart attack. Didn't know it. Holy smokes, coach! So uh, yeah, didn't know it. So I had surgery on Tuesday. I got released on Wednesday, and I was at practice <laughs> Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> So your players have no more excuses after that. No, that's why I tell you, them. You just play the heart know, attack card. Well, you know, I, you know the other thing too, and 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 I say, and everybody's like, "That's extreme." Well, my point was this: I knew that I was going to be, I, I was just going to be there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's a lot more of those situations that that I've had in my life, uh, and I just believe that if I'm going to hold people accountable, that I've got to go way be above and beyond. Yeah. You know, I'll never forget. I was at trying and it's going to sound really bad, but I don't care. I was at trying and my wife calls and says, you know, I'm having, I'm having some chest issues. I think I need to go to the hospital. And I said, okay, I'll be there since football practice over with. Mm. Now she had a car wreck last year and I left and, and skipped for, okay, she had, yeah. but, <laughs> but I sell that to you. Not, not to act like I'm, my point is, is that, 
you know, as coaches, our word has got to mean something mm. and we can't apply it just when it's easy for us. Right. You know, and, um, and I just think, it, especially in today's world, man, I, I want to give, I want to give our guys, um, an example of right and wrong and mm-hmm. not of excuse making. And, uh, I know sometimes that, that sounds harsh or comes off harsh. I don't mean it that way. I just think it's tough. Lesson. You know, that's why I love football. Yeah. Okay, because so, in the game of football, I tell our guys this all the time. In the game of football, you get hit in the mouth. You've got about 25 seconds to decide whether or not you're going to be a coward or you're going to stand back up. Mm. And that happens over and over. 50, 60, over, 70 times right? a night. Yeah. And, and like you said, you talk about lights coming on, on kids. I can nearly go back to every kid I've ever coached whether it would be at practice mm-hmm. or at a game, in between one of those hits or one of those plays, the light clicked. And I don't know when it's going to click for anybody. We can't predict it. Yeah. But I can go back and I can talk about Rome, and I can tell you on the field where different guys the light came on. Yeah. And they were anywhere from their 10th grade year to their junior year that the light came on. And it comes on because, you know, I mean, I think it talks about it in the Bible, you know, is that iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, you know, you don't get stronger lifting the same weight, mm. you know, and, and, and we have to deal with trials and tribulations and, and none of us want to be martyrs and none of us want, we're not dumping gas on our head so I can prove that I'm tougher than Right, you. right. But what we have to see is that whenever, you know, whenever you're being asked to be accountable, are you going to be accountable? Mm. So that's it, right? That's how you maintain that's, that balance. That's me, you yeah. know, and, and I will say this now. I, I know we got to finish, but I'm not one that carries it home. Mm. I mean, that's one thing my wife will tell, me, tell you is that on Saturdays, you don't know if I've won or lost. Right. Because I'm not, I'm not a sulker. Uh, I'll go to back to work, but, like, when I get done with Friday night, I always struggle going to sleep on Friday night because I want yeah. a loss just because I've been in the middle You've of You've been a, jacked up all night. You know, you, you made you know, you made a thousand decisions and yeah. your brain's still racing through them all. Saturday is kind of family day. And we I mean, for thirty years my wife has gotten up and she's cooked breakfast on Saturday morning. Hmm. And whenever, you know, when the kids were little, we she found every festival there was in Rome, Georgia to go to. You we know, got a bunch have, of them. Didn't have no money, so you know, we were going and doing <laughs> yeah. All the different festivals, and then somewhere around two o'clock Saturday afternoon, I'd put on my coaching hat and I'd start working. Yeah, you know, and then that's what we did. And my my daughters were raised on the practice field. I mean, mm. I remember uh, when Kaylee was a little girl, um, she'd run out on the field and she'd run up to the guys and say, "Put me on your shoulders," you know, not that's Coach Hump's daughter. Yeah, don't touch her. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I'd have one. You know, but that's just what we did. You right, know? and. Uh, but you know that's what we signed up for. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think that's I think we're we've lost that mm. with some of the young people today. I'm talking young coaches. To be honest with you. Yeah, you know, so that's why we got guys like you around, man. To raise those guys up. Well, yeah, trying to. You got you a know. book in there somewhere, you know. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll have you back on again, and yeah, we can anytime, we can talk man. into more about yeah, some of this sure. stuff and. But it's been great having you on. Well, Thank you so it. much for coming out, you know, Thanksgiving week and oh, spending yeah. this time with me. And You know, talking ball, right? Yeah, you can always do that, I right? I always talk ball, tell stories. You know, that's, yeah. I think that's what, been one of the, the, the privileges of coaching this long is, 
getting a setback. And I remember mm-hmm. as a young coach, man, I listened to all these guys tell all these stories. Yeah. And uh, Coach Akers got a great one about Earl Campbell, but mm-hmm. that's another story. But <laughs> just so many stories, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, these heroes and stuff that we had as little kids and and uh, the impact that they made because coaches were the most important influencer yeah. in my life. They, right. They were. I mean, yeah. my family, but no. It was well, it's for so many young men. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, good deal, man. We'll jump off right there. Again, thank you for coming out. You got it. God bless you guys. We love you. See you next time. Okay.